Well, I hope you all had a great celebration for Christmas and refreshing last week. Um, maybe some of you just a quiet down week and get through it and start the new year. Others uh, rest and refreshment in various ways this last week. So I hope that went really well for you. Um, want to ask, what kind of person are you when it comes to New Year's resolutions? Are you the, I think there's three kinds in general. So are you the excited one that's like, yes, I've made 20 resolutions, and I'm sure they're going to all come true this, this year. I'm, I'm really up for this. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to go tomorrow morning. Or maybe point, uh, the in-between one, number two, is sort of like, well, there's some benefit to that. I mean, there, there's some... There's some work hacks and some time hacks to work on. And, and uh, so I, I, there's, I'm making a couple. I, there's some benefit there. But then some of you are just are skeptics, right? It's, it's ridiculous. It's, uh, they never work out. They, uh, so let's just not even try at all with that. Um, in the Wall Street Journal, a couple of days before New Year's, uh, Jason Gay wrote an article about uh, making a humorous article about news re- New Year's resolutions. He wrote, New Year's Eve is approaching, and you know what that means? People making lofty public resolutions that they have no intention of keeping past January 3rd. I'm as bad as anyone. I always resolve to stop looking at my phone, read more poetry, lose a bit of weight, dunk a basketball, fight a shark, build a pinball machine, patent a flying car, fight another shark, and win an Oscar. And you know what? None of it ever happens, not even the Oscar. Here's, it's time to be more realistic, he says, and more accepting of my imperfections. Here's my modest list of resolutions for 2022. So instead of grand lofty ones, we need modest ones, he says. Um, his, I won't read his list, but his list says, starts with, I want to see a moose. <laughs> Any moose will do. I think one of you actually saw a moose this last year, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not right, not wrong. Um, I think resolutions are, are, I'm probably in between two and three, personally. Uh, I think they're problematic because we tend, they tend to be binary. They're either we did it or we didn't do it, and usually it's we didn't do it. And as soon as we, we say, I'm going to do this, and as soon as we don't quite get to that level, once or twice, we give up the whole thing. And, and so it's either, it's like an on or off switch of resolutions. But I think the Christian life requires not resolutions, but a pathway or a direction uh, that we are supposed to walk in. And so it's something much deeper than a resolution. Resolu- resolutions are kind of on the surface, right? So don't eat as much junk food, right? Or uh, do what, whatever you're going to ask, whatever you're saying to do, it's, it's on the surface. But I, the Christian life calls us to these deeper pathways, of a uh, path to walk. If you look at the first quote in the bulletin, it's Ephesians 5.1. So here's, uh, it, in two different ways, it kind of talks about the pathway. Therefore, be imitators of God. All right, so that's a pathway. Uh, and so in one sense, that's what we're supposed to do in 2022, is be imitators of God. Or read on a little bit further, verse 2 says, walk in love as Christ loved us. So walk in love. Right? So that's a pathway. That's a direction we're supposed to be pursuing. 
Um, but it's really different than, than a resolution. Because if you look at this verse, love shows up three times, right? Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And walk in love as Christ loved us. So the first and the third ones of those loves is what is God's love coming to us, right? Christ loved us. We, we finished Advent, right? Christ took on flesh and came and dwelt among us and lived and died and rose for us out of his love to us. And then um, as beloved children, something happened when Christ loved us and we put our faith in him. Our status changed. We became beloved children, right? We weren't beloved children before Christ came, but but Christ came and it, redeeming sacrifice redeemed us and we became beloved children. And so you've got Christ loved us and that changed things. We became beloved children. And so now walk in love. And so that's how the gospel always works. There's a new reality that God creates and intervenes for us. And then he says, now I want you to walk in this love. So the Christian life is not just Jesus loved me, and now I get to go do my own thing, right? Or, okay, Jesus loved me, I'm embracing that, but, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go do the things I'm interested in, and, and, and Sunday I'll, I'll remember that. That's not the Christian life. But the Christian life is also not, you better go walk in love. You better make some resolutions and, and get serious about it and, and uh, pull yourself up and, and get it done, right? The Christian life is we receive... Uh, the love that the Christ has for us. And notice that second part of the verse. As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering, sacrifice to God. Christ's offering was a complete offering for us. It was a redeeming sacrifice for us. It's changed everything. And so it's out of this new changed reality that God calls us and says, so... Be imitators of me. Walk in love. So what I want us to think about this morning is three images. And there's three because I I want at least hopefully one of them will hit you and get some traction on your heart. Um, At the end of Galatians 6, Paul, in finishing his whole letter, he gives these three images of things to do to walk that pathway. Right? So it's a little sobering and serious. But just don't forget the gospel context. Christ loved you and gave himself for you. That's the context in which we live out this calling um, to follow God. So we're going to look at uh, three spiritual images to begin 2022. What will we we invest in? Or the language here is actually sow and reap. What are you going to sow in 2022? What are you going to invest in in 2022? Or the second image, what, will you, what are you going to boast in in 2022? Or what will we be crucified to in 2022? And then we'll talk about, try to talk about what do they mean and how can we do them. So let me read for us uh, Galatians, the end of Galatians 6. This is the end of the whole letter. Right? This is how Paul ends his whole discussion to, to them, to the Galatians and uh, God's word to us. So let me read this for us. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. 
For the one who sows to his own flesh will from, that, from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. See what, with what large letters I'm writing to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may be, not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation." And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear in my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. Father, would you help us as we reflect on these final words that Paul had in the letter to the Galatians? Would you let one of these three images... uh, grab us spiritually? Would your Holy Spirit cause one of them to get traction in our hearts, to be um, exciting and relevant to our minds? Would you do a work within us and um, help us to grab hold of one of these images for this year ahead, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have these three images. Let me just go through the three images uh, to begin with. So in verse 7 to 9, right, we have this image of sowing and reaping. Right? Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. The one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So I don't know, some of you are gardeners, and you're really good at it, and you're into it, and it's, whether it's a little small plot or something else, uh, you're, you're into gardening. And so you, you can real, you know this, and most of us, we know how the garden works, even if we're not really into it. I'm not, I'm not a very good gardener. There's, there's one little, there's one plant, one vine in my courtyard that I attend to uh, throughout the year, but that's about it. But Sowing and reaping, you throw down seed, right? And the seed is going to sprout and reap something or other, right? But you can, if you throw, if you sow plant seeds or flower seeds, you get beautiful flowers, hopefully. That's the goal, right? But if you throw down weed seed or if weed seed blows in, you're going to end up getting weeds. And so there's this, the first part is he's talking about there's this incontrovertible thing that's going on, right? You sow something, and that thing is going to blossom and grow, and you're going to reap whatever that is, whether it's good or whether it's bad. So, for, so maybe the sowing and reaping works for you, but in a sense, uh, I think it's investing is perhaps for others of us the, the parallel image, right? When you invest your time, your money, your talents into something, you're looking for a return, right? You're looking, you're, you're, you're spending 
investing some your money, time, energy, and you're hoping that this return will come about. Um, and so it depends what you invest in, though, right? If you if you uh, and if you invest in bad things, then you get a bad return, right? If you invest in good things, you get a good return. If you pour your time into uh, developing skills that you're going to need and, and character, then hopefully you get that good return. So there is a return, right? So uh, it starts off, do not be deceived. God's not mocked. Don't deceive yourself that there's no return, right? Whatever you sow, and all of us do sow, right? We're all investing. We're all in sowing different things. Um, there's going to be a return for what we're investing, what we're sowing. So... Um, so, you know, uh, kids um, and uh, students, can you remember back to the time when maybe you did your first elementary school plant project, right? The teacher gave you some seeds, and you're supposed to stick it in the, in the cup with the soil and the water, and, and you're like, you stuck it in there, and, and um, initially it didn't, nothing happened, right? But you're supposed to water it, and, and eventually something comes up out of that. Well, so Paul's using this idea that you plant a seed and something comes up from the seed um, as a metaphor, as an image for uh, throughout our, this next year, we're going to be sowing certain things. You're going to be figuratively sticking seeds in the soil. And so Paul's uh, call to us is, let's think about what are you going to sow? Because whatever you sow, it's going to reap something or other. All right, so that's the first image sowing and reaping or investments and returns. So the second image is, what are we boasting in? Right? So that's in verse 13 and 14. Uh, For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised, that they may boast in your flesh. But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the opponents in Galatians, in Galatia, were, they believed in Jesus, but they also thought you have to keep the law in order to be saved, right? You're only going to have, you're only going to become beloved children of God if you believe in Jesus and you keep, do a good job keeping the law. And so Paul's saying, no, that's not the gospel, right? It's receiving Christ's love and sacrifice for you as, as he died for you. That makes you beloved children. Now, go live out the way that God wants you to. So, uh, so these opponents in Galatians are boasting in their works of the law. right? They believe in Jesus, but they think you have to have works of the law in addition to that. So they're boasting in, I'm such a good Sabbath keeper. I'm such a good Ten Commandments keeper. I'm such a good keeper of all the laws that God wants us to, to keep. And they're trying to kind of convert these Galatians away from just the pure gospel of what Christ has done for them, and they're boast, they want to boast in them. They want to say, see, you're such a good law keeper now. So Paul's setting up this contrast of, that asks, lets us ask, what are you boasting in? All right, this next year ahead, are we going to boast in the good things we've done, whether they're perhaps religious things, Oh, I've, I've done a great job of... I, I'm feeling so good at myself because I've, I'm keeping that resolution to, to uh, read through the, the scriptures and I'm praying more than I did last year. And so 
are you boasting in what you're doing? Because um, Paul says it really comes down to you either boast in what you are doing, whether it's in a religious ca- category or work category or some achievement category, or we boast in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's kind of an odd thing, perhaps, to get our head around. But, but if you realize it, it's, it's my life and my confidence and my justification and, and my contentment based on what I accomplish, what I do, what I'm getting done, or is it based on what Jesus got done for me? Um, so I think we all boast in some way or another. And some of us are big, some of, some of us are verbal boasters, right? Some, or you, you know people that are like, are always talking about what they did um, on the golf course, at work, and religiously, whatever. Uh, but I, I think internally we're all boasting, right? Even, even our, the quiet, uh, introverted ones of us, we, we boast in our head or in our heart. But the question is, what are you boasting in? Are you going to, is 2022 going to be about boasting in what you've accomplished or boasting about what Christ accomplished for you on your behalf? All right, so boasting is this second image, um, and there's a third image then. And this one's pretty intense. It's in verse 14. But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Wow, that's, that's pretty heavy. Sorry, it's a little heavy for maybe for January 2nd, but we're all kind of, like if you're like me, we're kind of slowly getting back into 2022. But that's one of Paul's images here. And so remember, it's, it's not God will love you if you crucify the world to yourself, right? It's Christ has loved you, but one of the images for following the, in the Gospels call this year might be there are some things that need to die to me, and I need to die to them. Right? So Paul says the world has died to me, and I've died to the world. So there's this relationship going on, and he's, it's interesting. He says both sides, there's dying that needs to take place. So there's some aspect of the world that Paul is saying has died to me. I mean, maybe it's the world that says you have to have these accolades. You have to be great and be able to boast about yourself. Or um, Paul doesn't elaborate what it is. And world means a lot of different things um, in the scriptures. But there's some aspect of human culture and human achievement that Paul says, that has died to me. I'm not interested in that anymore. Uh, I'm not putting any weight on that anymore. Um, I still have to live in the world, but that's not my contentment, my happiness, my standing. That's not why I'm not a bum, right? But he, and he says, it's, it's the gospel gives me my status, not what the world says. So I'm dying to status from the world, perhaps, um, but also, I need to die to that. So there's a way in which I am saying, uh, maybe, that, maybe the world had something that allured me in the past, but now I'm realizing that allurement doesn't help me f- to follow Christ. That allurement doesn't help me to walk in love. 
That allurement doesn't help me to be an imitator of God. And so I'm dying to that. I'm crucifying myself to that so that I'm breaking that relationship. Does that make sense? That's heavy, but... Um, so three images, right? So don't try to hold on, all, 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 hold on to all three, but pick at least one that this year ahead, does it make sense to think in terms of, God, Lord, would you help me to sow to the right things so that I so sow to, to the spirit, right? Not to the flesh, but the spirit. We'll talk about it in a moment. But help me to sow to the spirit that I might reap the spiritual things. I might reap eternal life, right? Or is it a matter of, Lord, would you help me this year to boast in the cross of Christ and not to boast about what I've done? Would you help me to have fresh eyes to see all that what Jesus did for me is, is more than enough to satisfy all of my need for status and approval and, um, and contentment? And my boasting about what I've done personally isn't going to add anything to that, and it's probably it's going to subtract from it, actually. Or is it a matter of, or is the image of, you know, there's some things in 2022 that I need to die to. And there's some things out there in 2022 that need to die to me. That this relationship that I have with them, it needs to get severed, right? Because it's, it's not conducive to my walking in love, to my imitating God, to um, pursuing God and living out the gospel. So pick one of those, at least, in your mind and start to think about what it might look like in your um, life this year, this coming year. So, all right, let's try to unpack them a little bit more. You've picked one of those, but so what do, you, what do they mean? How do we do them? So, you know, I'm not prescribing to you, you need to do this, this, and this, right? Because uh, Paul doesn't do that, right? Paul isn't giving resolutions, and I'm not giving you resolutions. I'm not saying you all got to keep the Sabbath better. You all got to read your Bible more. You're, I'm not giving you the high-level things, right? Uh, Paul, I'm pointing us to these things that Paul gave us that are underneath the surface, that are down deep the roots of things. Um, and so what I'm doing, I'm trusting that the Spirit is going to speak to you. Right? I'm trusting that the Spirit's going to make one of these images alive to you and help you realize, oh, this life, this year ahead, yes, this is something I, this is a way in which I can imitate God more this year. I can grow and walk in love the love of Christ more this year. Um, another, another image just to uh, help us realize what's ahead of us, uh, what's what I'm suggesting for the year ahead. If you look at the second quote in the bulletin, Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Paul says, Therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, so now not only my presence, but much more my absence. Okay, here it is. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So the, the gospel new reality is God is working in you both to will and to work for God's good pleasure. Right? God's at work in you. The Spirit's in you if you've believed upon the Lord Jesus. And so uh, he has will and intention and desire and plans for you this year. And so he's present in you. So given that context, 
Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Right? So it's, it's not pull yourself up by your spiritual bootstraps, but it's in the context of the gospel, live out the call of the gospel. And so that, that's a re, it's a call to reflection, right? It's a call to, all right, Lord, how am I going to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling this year? It's, it's sitting before the Lord and being quiet and um, trying to figure that out. So that's, that's what I'm hoping these images will help us with this year. So um, sowing and reaping. Uh, let's, let's think about this image a little bit, or investing. You know, it's interesting, there's only two categories, flesh and spirit. We either sow to the flesh or we sow to the spirit. Oh, can I just, like, do both of them at the same time and get by? Is that okay? Well, if you're making a garden, do you put down flower seed and weed seed at the same time? No, because you get a terrible garden, right? And actually, the weed... The weed eats the flower, right? Or, or starves the flower. You don't get that good thing. And so um, we either, it's a, it's a stark contrast. We either sow to the flesh or sow to the spirit. So when flesh is used, the word flesh is used in the Bible, it can mean different things. And here in this verse, what it means, it doesn't mean skin. It doesn't mean body, right? It means um, it's kind of, it's, flesh means the operating system of the human-oriented person, right? So uh, a lot of, most of us are used to, and your iPhone all of a sudden, it says, oh, there's an update, right? And you hit, okay, go ahead, update, or your Android. What that's doing is it's updating the operating system of the phone, right? Or can, your computer has that too. Um, and, but in a sense, we all have an operating system, right? We wake up. And so, kids, I don't know if this would help you or not. Do you guys, I don't know if operating system is too, cons- too big of a word for, for kids, but it's like it's the computer code inside the machine that shows it how to do it, what it's supposed to do. But so I think in a sense, what this is saying is you wake up in the morning and you, you ask yourself, or you really, you pray, Lord, would you help me to boot off the spirit this morning, today, rather than booting off the flesh? Right? So the flesh is that human-driven, human-oriented, I can save myself, I can do everything myself, I own my life myself. That's the flesh operating system. Right? The spirit operating system is, no, God created you and made you, and he Jesus has come and died for you and loved you and renewed you, and now you're beloved children. So live in that world, right? So we either, we either live in the, the flesh or the spirit. We either sow into the flesh or the spirit. We either invest into the flesh um, or to the spirit. Um, so... Uh, let's see here. So maybe the question needs to come to, well, what is flesh and what is spirit? Right? So some of us might think of that in kind of harsh religious terms. Okay, I'm going to do good things. I'm going to be a good religious person and not a bad religious person. Um, but I don't think that quite gets at it. So what... What it, maybe, maybe if we look at, we've been talking about the big story, right? The big story of the scriptures. Um, 
So what is the spirit? Well, I think, you know, everything in Genesis 1 and 2 is spirit, right? We're created, we're in relationships, there's valuable work to do, um, there's food, we're enjoying, we're celebrating with, with each other. Uh, we're, so everything God created is, is spirit, right? Uh, Genesis 3, the sin and fall can corrupt all those things, but um, so it's, it's not like, it's not like prayer and going to church or the spirit and everything else is flesh, right? We, we need to realize God's creation is good, right? If we can, if we can approach it with, without uh, the, the sin and wanting to distort things. Um, so we, we need to um, sow to um, the spirit. Um, so I, what, I mean... The obvious, ans- the obvious answers of how do we do this is the, the first step is prayer and scripture, right? We're, we're not really going to get very far in understanding what's flesh and what's spirit or sowing, not sowing to the spirit unless we, we start with prayer and scripture, right? So that's, that's one place to be sowing, um, which we oftentimes talk about first Sunday of the year, but uh, we talk about it often, but it's, it's, it's a reality we, we can't deny, right? So now is the time to think about, Lord, what's, do, do you want me to have a plan in reading scripture this year? How am I going to be spent? How am I going to be spending time with you this year? Um, how much of that will I be listening to other people? How much of that time, though, which is essential, is just me sitting with you in the scriptures and hearing your voice and um, asking to, for you to speak to me? Um, you know, there's, a, there's another place in um, Galatians 5:25. It says, Paul says, "If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit." And so, I think that's a really helpful image for this: Are we going to sow in the Spirit or sow in the flesh? It's like if we're going to live in the Spirit, which it, we should be doing, right? That's the Christian life. God's Christ has given us His Spirit to live within us. But let us keep in step with the Spirit. So that's like, there's the general category, I'm going to live in the Spirit, but keep in step with the Spirit's a more granular, fine-tuning of things. And so it's, it, that maybe is an image of, how am I can, I, can I maybe just pray, Lord, would you help me to be mindful to keep in, the, in step with your Spirit um, this year? Right, this we earlier should start with this day as you wake up in the morning. Right, so you wake up in the morning. It's like, am I gonna? My options are: am I gonna sow to the flesh or gonna sow to the spirit? No, I want to sow to the spirit. Lord, help me to keep in step with the spirit. Help this. Help me to have a soft, tender heart that the spirit is very quick to say, "No, Ross, that's not. That's sowing in the flesh, and, and I want you to be walking with me in this way." So. Um, So remember the remember the grace and love of God, right? So the other one of the things that's different about this approach from resolutions is you can always turn back, right? So you can say yes, I want to I want to sow in the spirit, and then you realize a week or two from now you're like, oh gosh, I just sowed in the flesh. Well, because of the love and the grace and the sacrifice of Christ, we get to come and say. It's not a resolution, but it's a so because it's you get to say, Lord, forgive me. I, I 
I sowed in the flesh there. And, and so this dichotomy is helpful in that, right? We come and repent, and you say, Lord, I don't want to sow in the flesh. I don't want to reap corruption. I want to reap eternal life. So help me. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that we get to start anew. Please empower me to walk with you, to, to uh, sow in the Spirit. Okay, um, how about uh, the boasting image? What will we boast in in 2022? I, I, we all boast in one way or another, um, out loud or internally in our heads um, or our hearts. Um, and it's really about... Uh, how, Boasting is about making us ourselves feel better, right? Boasting's about our feeling good about ourselves, feeling contentment, feeling like I'm not a bum, feeling like I'm a good guy, I'm okay, I'm accomplishing my goals. Um, but if we think about where do the things that we really need come from, right? So you, we're like... We've just come through Christmas, and so there's all this, this stuff and the gift-giving, right? We're like, I really need this, uh, and I got that. Okay, or, or, you think, I really need this stuff, but what about the stuff underneath the stuff, right? What do, you, what do you really need? I think what we really need are things like forgiveness. We need to grow in forgiving ourselves for things that we keep bringing up against ourselves. We need mercy, we need strength in our weakness. We need status, right? We need to know we do have, we are beloved children. Um, and in another sense, we need approval. We seek approval. We seek power, comfort, control. So where are all those things found? In the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's why Paul says, I don't ever want to boast in anything except the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and it makes sense from that point of view because that's where we find the things we actually need. Right? And, you know, in Ephesians, it says, um, you were raised with Christ and you were seated in the heavens with Christ. That's status. Right? That's position. That's all of my longings, all of my need for um, a position and status has been, dealt, has been accomplished. And it's accomplished in the Lord Jesus Christ, in his cross. Paul had lots of things he could boast about, right? There's times where he uh, says, I'm, here's, a, my, here's my list, but I'm not going to boast about those things. He had lots and lots of things he could boast about. But Paul says, I don't ever want to boast about anything except the cross of Christ. So maybe that's your image for the year. And maybe it's just you put, put a note in your wallet or in your purse that says, what are you boasting in? It, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ is where you'll find everything you, we actually truly need. Um, and then, so something, the last one's crucified. The relationship needs to be broken between you and something or other. Something needs to be crucified to you, and you need to be crucified to something. And so that's, that's, that seems intense and extreme, but look at um, the third... Fourth quote in the bulletin. Galatians 2, 19 and 20. For through the law I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. You know, you've already been crucified. 
right? So, so if you've come and put your faith and hope in Jesus, then in a sense you have been crucified with him and you live now in him. So for you to be crucified to something else is a really small thing if you've already been crucified, right? If it's still your life and you're like, no, I've got to live, I can't, if I, if I, if I break the relationship with that thing, I'm not going to live anymore. But if you've put your faith in Christ, you've already, you've already died. It's just a matter of some things we need to intentionally die to that are sucking the life out of us or are keeping us from walking with God or keeping us from imitating God. So perhaps there's one thing in your life that you're like, yeah, it's going to be hard and I don't really want to give it up, but I know that this thing is not giving me life. It's sucking life out of me. It's, it's leading me down paths where I can't walk in love as Christ has called me. I can't be an imitator of God as Christ has called me. And so it might be that that's 2022 for you is, Lord, would you help me to die to this? Would you help that thing to die to me? And you might need help in that, but um, it starts with praying and seeking the Lord in that. Um, so just to, to wrap up again, if you look at, look at that same verse we just read, look at the, as it continues on in Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, so this flesh is different. This is body. This, mean, this flesh means body. So the life I'm living right now, right? I'm an embodied person. I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Right? The same phrase that Ephesians uses. Right? So none of, none of these images are going to work at all for you unless you start in the gospel context that Christ loved you and gave himself for you. Right? Not Christ was given for you. Christ gave himself for you. He, he chose to go to the cross for you. It was his decision. He could have turned away. He, didn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't impelled to do it. He, out of a heart of love and compassion for you that you might become beloved children, he went to the cross for you. And he loved you in being on the cross for you. And so that's, that's the gospel context we have to live in in 2022. But there's a gospel call also. There's a call to walk in love. There's a call to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. There's a call to be imitators of God. And so I pray that the Spirit might enable one of these images to help you and me as we journey in this year ahead. Jesus, would you help us? In some ways, Lord, these images are a little abstract at the end of Galatians, yet this is how Paul finished that letter. And Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would make one of these images at least very concrete to each one of us. That it would be something that we can hang on to. That as we live in the gospel context of Jesus, your love for us, that we have your help and strength and grace to pursue the gospel call that you've given to us. Lord, we do want to walk in love towards those around us near and far. We want to be people that exude out your love to those that you will lead us to meet. 
Lord, we want to be imitators of you because you are great and glorious and holy and shining, and we will live in your presence one day. So we need to be like you. Lord, would you do that work within us? Would you cause us to be imitators of you? Lord, it's not easy to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, but Jesus, by your grace, would you help us to do that this year? And we ask this in your holy, merciful name. Amen.